Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Thursday edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Excellent. I feel very far away from our microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. It's alright. It's alright. I don't get anything. It's my way. I have to share a microphone. Yeah, well, we tried. We did. We were having some technical difficulties. What do we have for stories today? You got all the stories. Yesterday was a treat. I did them, but... Back to me. Back to you. Uh, so the first story is related to the Disney Cruise Line and that Vampirina and Fancy Nancy are now sailing with the Disney Cruise Line. That's exciting. Yes, so they're going to be, what, hanging out in the kids' clubs? They are. Um, Fancy Nancy and Vampirina are sailing with the Disney Cruise Line. Guests of all ages can meet Disney junior friends around the ship for special photo opportunities inside Disney's Oceaneers Club. Uh, kids are able to take part in special interactive activities inspired by these beloved characters. Oh, so they have uh, two specific ones, right, that they're going to be running? Yeah, would you like to read about it? I will. Uh, Fancy It Yourself with Fancy Nancy. It's a kids' club experience. With the help of our Magnifique Entertainment hosts, kids will create their very own artwork and fancy signatures that will be displayed throughout the room to transform the space into a beautiful play place. They'll also participate in several fancy lessons by learning how to walk fancy, talk fancy, and have a fancy tea party. Fancy Nancy even joins in on the fun to congratulate everyone on everything that makes them unique and fantastic. Oh, how exciting. And then the Dancelvania Dance Party with Vampirina is a kids' club experience also. Kids will create their own spooktastic looks and dance to popular songs from the hit show. Of course, this spooky party wouldn't be complete without Vampirina herself stopping by to dance and congratulate everyone on their monsterific moves and fantastic creations. <laughs> Since it's uh, Halloween-related, you have to say Dancelvania. I said fantastic. You did. That was enough. You did. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, in Star Wars news related to Star Tours, nothing about Galaxy's Edge today. Uh, on December 20th, which is the same day that Episode 9 will open, Star Tours The Adventures Continue will be adding new destinations inspired by the latest episode of the Star Wars saga. These updates will occur at Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Paris, and the Tokyo Disney Resort. Uh, if you saw the trailers for Rise of the Skywalker, you might have seen the Ocean Moon Kef Beer. All they are saying is that at this point, Star Speeders will be heading there soon. Okay, I have no idea what that means, but all right. Yeah. Um, they have some new gift card designs for Halloween. Uh, this year, Disney gift card has found ways to allow grim grinning ghosts to follow you home. At the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort, they have special designs honoring the Haunted Mansion, which just celebrated its 50th anniversary. Um, they have a Hatbox Ghost card in California or a Madame Leota in Florida. You can put as little as $15 on that card. I think if you bring it into the Haunted Mansion, maybe it does something special. I guess a UV blacklight will show you. Yeah, in the scenes that are on the card, uh, specifically, uh, there's a blacklight in there and uh, stuff materializes on the card, additional scenery. Okay, so it's just because there's a black light in those sections. Correct. You can also do it if you have a black light at home. Which everyone should. Um, and let's see. They also, if you're not going to be out in the parks, you can still get special Halloween gift cards. They have uh, Minnie, Mickey, and Donald on their own special Haunted Mansion uh, card design. So. Yeah, I think they're all dressed up as mummies. Those are available through October 27th. And activations start at $25. That's right. And remember that all Disney gift cards can have a maximum of $1,000 on them. And they're reloadable. 
They are. Yep. Um, this summer, Disney introduced the Circle of Flavors Harambe at Night, and that was running through, I believe, October. Uh, they have now stated that it will be returning to the Animal Kingdom beginning December 4th. It is a progressive dining experience drawing inspiration from many facets of African cultures, and it also celebrates the story of the Lion King. Um, so there's going to be flavors, fun, music, and appreciation for animal conservation. Um, if you go out to Rafiki's Planet Watch, which is uh, where the uh, welcome, uh, welcome reception in Harambe, you jump on the train, you go to Rafiki's Planet Watch, you'll have an opportunity to try out a virtual reality 360 degree safari experience, which is only available during Circle of Flavors Harambe at night. Were you going to ask something? You, you leaned in quizzically. No, no, no. I'm just waiting for the time when I get to talk about food. Okay. Um, you will be able to indulge on a culinary expedition of food and beverages throughout the entire experience. When you begin your journey at Harambe train station, you'll enjoy a welcome reception featuring... <laughs> meat pies. Meat pies. <laughs> Durban chips. Durban chips makes me think of Principal Durban from uh, AP Bio. Yeah. Uh, and dip. And a hand-selected array of meats and cheeses, as well as Harambolini. A specialty beverage featuring sparkling South African wine blended with a bright burst of passion fruit, orange, and guava juices. And the kiddos can nibble on cheese, fruit, and tofa. Chocolate caramel dipped green apples. Why? They don't want meat pies? Um, so yeah, it looks like you're going from Harambe train station to Rafiki's Planet Watch back to Harambe Market. Uh, at Harambe Market, you'll partake in a, a dinner while enjoying popular uh, uh, upbeat music from African musicians. Probably not the ones they just fired. Mm. Uh, a dance, a, a dance party. Of course, yeah, dance, dance party. And some storytelling. So Cheryl will go ahead uh, and tell you what will be at each uh, food station in the marketplace of Harambe. Right. So at the African Lion Station, they have char grilled steak with herb infused mealy, chakalaka, and a red wine sauce. You know that's a Prince lyric. <laughs> They have chicken with fingerling potatoes, cool slaw, and mango sambel. And then they have chicken tenders as a kid's option. Those are tenders. <laughs> at, the Cape Buffalo, bu- ooh, at the Cape Buffalo Station, they have a shrimp curry with sustainable shrimp, Cape Malay green coconut curry, and fragrant basmati rice. They have a grilled s- sweet corn with farmer's cheese, chili lime spice, and citrus aioli. Um, and then they have barbecued ribs and macaroni and cheese as kids' options. At the rhinoceros station, there is a vegetable curry with roasted seasonal vegetables served over batsmati rice. A vegetarian potato and pea samosa, pickled vegetables, and tamarind dipping sauce. And they also have barbecue ribs and macaroni and cheese as a kids' option. Which I think it's funny that they went with everything vegetarian, but then for the kids' option, they just threw in barbecued ribs. Right. Um, at the African elephant station... A smoked honey glazed pork belly with white bean puree, caramelized apple bacon chutney, and curry apple gastrique. At the leopard station, a sustainable fish with coriander fennel slaw and dahani chutney, and a grilled lamb with goat cheese polenta and roasted garlic sauce. For kids, they have the mini corn dog option. At the Harambe Market Courtyard Station, they have petite greens, local tomatoes, cucumber, Uh, Sweetie Drop Peppers, Citrus, and Citrus Vinaigrette. They have a Bori Roll with South African farmer-style sausage, Pepidus, and pickled vegetables. 
What's a peppa do? Uh, a peppa do whatever it wants to. <laughs> and they have African spiced popcorn there. Then at the dessert station, which is of course the best station, they have a honey caramel candy bar with crispy pearls, animal inspired cupcakes, and a lion s'mores pop with chocolate and graham cracker crumbs. I have to tell you, I'm a little disappointed. Are you? Why? That's not much for dessert choices. Oh, okay. And then there's a specialty beverage station with... Um, All I'm sorts not, of drinks. I yeah, I'm just going to give the fun names for them. I won't tell you everything that's in them. But they have a Talking Monkey, a Marketplace Sangria, the Safari Sunset, um, let's see, and the and assorted African-inspired alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, as well as assorted African beer and wine. Menus and options are subject to change, but at each station you'll learn a little bit about each of the Big Five animals. Children are invited to choose their favorite Big Five animal charm and learn more about them while creating their very own bracelet or necklace. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Now the pricing, the important part. Yes. Uh, pricing is $125 plus tax for adults and $99 plus tax for children 3 to 9. Separate park admission is required. You know, a pepper do is like a henway. <laughs> what's a henway? About six pounds. Thank you. <laughs> well, what's a peppa do? A peppa do whatever it wants to do. <laughs> you already used that one. I did. Uh, Earl of Sandwich at Disney Springs has taken the top spot in TripAdvisor's Traveler's Choice Awards. This is a... It's supposed to be worldwide. However, I went through all 25 of them, and all 25 of these locations happen to be in the United States, which even being number one fast casual dining in the United States is pretty big. Um... They were recognized as the winner for Fast Casual in the 2019 TripAdvisor's Traveler's Choice Awards for Restaurants, ranking, fir- ranking first out of the top 10. Uh, and it's based on a full year of TripAdvisor reviews, and these restaurants are considered best in class by diners across the globe. Um, so that's that's pretty big news for Earl of Sandwich. Good for them, which is, you know, they have some serious competition at Disney Springs. There's some great quick service uh, it's, restaurants. It's just not Disney Springs. No, I know, but I mean, even just at Disney Springs, right. they've got... A right. lot of, you know, I mean, I have to say, I like Earl of Sandwich, but I would probably eat someplace else at Disney I mean, Springs. there was a, like an In-N-Out Burger from L.A. and Five Guys in Times Square, and these were pretty much high-profile locations, uh, but then mixed with like these little tiny Well, yeah, it's probably places. just out of like numbers of people that have reviewed, reviewed it, it yep. and um, stars that it's gotten. Oh, yep. good for them. Um, let's see. They a Disney Parks holiday special is going to be recorded at Walt Disney World on November seventh to the tenth. So if you're down there for that, that's always fun to sort of uh, see and watch be recorded. Segments for this year's Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade on ABC and other Disney Park holiday specials are going to air on ABC and the Disney Channel. They're going to have musical performance that are going to be recorded at Walt Disney World. The parade itself will be taped at the Disneyland Resort. They have not announced the recording dates for the parade. Um, And let's see, some of the segments may be recorded outside of park operating hours. Uh, When they are recorded while the park is open, guests are welcome to watch the filming for those segments as space allows. Additionally, they have not uh, noted any performers or songs or anything of that ilk. We don't even know who the hosts are, so... So we know that there's going to be a sh- there's, there's going, going to be a to show, a show in, in less than two weeks, and we have no idea what's going on. Well, the show's not going to show- air in less than two weeks, right. but parts of it but are it's being recorded. recorded. So this has become my favorite segment now. After yesterday, this is this is like fancy people smackdown. <laughs> um, Bob Iger is now has now stepped in to defend Marvel films, uh, and let's go back. So this was whole all related to the Martin Scorsese thing, and let me actually give you Martin Scorsese's actual quote. 
uh, regarding Marvel films. He said, and I quote, that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them as well made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. End quote. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola uh, jumped onto, onto Scorsese's defense and said, when Martin Scorsese says that the Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right, because we expect to learn something from cinema. We expect to gain something, some enlightenment, some knowledge, some inspiration. I don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again. Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. He didn't say it's despicable, which I just say it is. Oh, so apparently uh, Francis Ford Coppola uh, believes that uh, these movies are despicable. Uh, as a side note of trivia, do you know who uh, Francis Ford Coppola's nephew is? I do not. Nicholas Cage. He's actually, hmm. his actual last name is uh, Coppola, I believe. Um so Bob Iger was asked recently by the Wall Street Journal for his opinion on Scorsese and Coppola's comments, and this is what Iger had to say, and I quote, I'm puzzled by it. If they want to bitch about movies, it's certainly their right. It seems so disrespectful to all the people that work on those films who are working just as hard as the people who work on their films. Are you telling me Ryan Coogler making Black Panther is somehow doing something that is less than what Marty Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola has ever done on any one of their movies. I reserve the word despicable for someone who committed mass murder. These are movies. I don't get what, what they're trying to criticize us for when we're making films that people obviously are enjoying, end quote. Yeah, I mean, there's a... It's, it's obnoxious, and it's a ridiculous thing to say. Right. Is it... It's not, it's not in the same genre of cinema, no. Of course. No. Uh, you know, is it uh, is it conveying those super deep emotions? No, but that doesn't mean it's not cinema. I don't Right. It, it's just such a ridiculous thing to say. And it's just so snooty. It is. And, and you know, I, I think a lot of it might be because, you know, Scorsese and Coppola are old school directors. You know, everything was done on a set with set pieces. You know, nowadays these movies are done with green screen and computer-aided graphics. And, you know, it's it's a new world. But these filmmakers of today, uh, you know, John Favreau, uh, the Wachowski brothers, uh, uh, you know, anybody who's making uh, Ryan Coogler, anybody who's making films today, whether it's The Matrix or The Avengers, um, you know, they've adapted to... Uh, integrate the technology of the times so are you telling me that uh you know scorsese and coppola if these technology was available to them 40 years ago 50 years ago when they were making films that they wouldn't have utilized this technology either well the thing is 40 and 50 years ago there were pe people making movies that were movies mostly for entertainment value right i'm not so good with movie names and all that kind of thing so i can't particularly pull one out from that same time period but I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Right. You know, they're they're made for the masses. They're made for with the idea of people enjoying them, and that may not be what Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola was making their movies for. But that they never said back then that these other people, these other directors who were making these popular movies, were anything less at the time. Right. So I don't know. Now they're just being like old men yelling at people to get off their lawn. Right. Like they're going to complain about the Disney look. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, you would have thought that like 40 years ago they'd have complained about, uh, uh, you know, Mel Brooks. You know, how can you put The Godfather and Blazing Saddles in the same movie theater at the same time when they're two completely different pieces? 
you know, nobody complained about that. Nobody complained about idiotic movies right. uh, during those times. So I, I just, I'm just watching. I love watching this escalate. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, well, it's nice that Bob Iger didn't call them cranky old men, at least. No, he didn't. Um, let's see. Uh, over at Disneyland, the Matterhorn's going to close for a little while for refurbishment, but only on the weekdays. It is. Um, let's see. So, short refurbishment from Saturday, November... Oh, no. When is it, it going to be? It is now closed on weekdays. Now closed on weekdays, and it should be finished by November 2nd. Yeah, so it's very short. Yeah, okay. And, speaking of Disneyland... If you happen to be in Disneyland on October 16th and you're one of the 12 people that listen to this show, uh, you might want to go get checked because a guest from Southern California with measles visited Disneyland on that day. Uh, Public health officials have confirmed that a guest with measles visited Disneyland while in an infectious stage. Uh, The guest was a Los Angeles County resident who visited the park, and they say the person visited the park between 9.15 and 8.35 so if you were in that par- in the park during that time and you uh, are at a risk, you should see your doctor because um, if you're not uh, inoculated against measles, vaccinated, you have the risk of develop- developing measles up to 21 days after being exposed. All right. Scary stuff. Yeah. And then you do this last one because I don't really know what this is. Okay. So Mickey Star Traders, which is a store in the Magic Kingdom, we know that part of it has been down for refurbishment. Um, they've got one entrance closed off. They've got a whole section of it along where the People Mover is, Tomorrowland Transit Authority. It's all blocked off. There's drapes inside the building. Um, but the 2D signs, the Rocketeer Mickey signs that have been outside for a number of years, uh, are suddenly gone. Um, they have survived, uh, you know, a couple of times the land has been reimagined uh, and they've managed to keep the signage out there. And uh, they just showed up and there's just blank wooden boards there. Now, are they being taken out to be repainted or something? Nobody knows, but uh, some people are up in arms that, that they're not, not there anymore. You look like you're getting ready to end the show. I am. But we haven't talked about any merchandise today. We didn't. How come? Because there were no merchandise stories that I thought there's were There's some colorful new retro apparel available at Walt Disney World. All right. Well, we're at 18 and a half minutes, so you can make it quick. No, I don't have very much to say about it. They have, uh, it is very retro. <laughs> They've got uh, like a sweatsuit. Uh, in, it's got some rainbow cuffs and rainbow waist, like elastic. Says Walt Disney along the leg. And then it has that castle icon on the front of a white sweatshirt um, pink lining on the inside those i don't know how much they are the tank tops the tank tops 34.99 it's a lot of money for a tank top yeah, they have a tank top that matches it's very much a, an 80s inspired line yeah it says the tank top says 1971 on the front they are definitely retro looking the t-shirts 34.99 these are pricey but anyway there's a white if hoodie. you want to oh the the hoodie is forty nine ninety nine that I was describing before, and the sweatpants are thirty nine ninety nine. So it's an expensive tracksuit. Yeah. But anyway, you I'm, know. I'm glad we got that merchandise in. We had the complete, the full circle. Well, perhaps you'd like to talk about. I know you talked about food already. I did. You? Yeah, I got to read food. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we can just tell everyone, uh, you know, if they haven't friended us already on Facebook, to look for our Disney Drive Time Facebook group. Share our posts with your friends. Yes, please. If they're Disney fans. Mm-hmm. Or even if they're not and they just want to listen to some lovely people talk. Or us. <laughs> so until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>